Welcome to Victorious Living. God never tests or tries me with what He has delivered me from. He will test and try my obedience to His Word, but He's not going to test and try me with what He suffered for me. And if, if I had to suffer it, if I have to suffer it, why did, why did Jesus have to do what He did? Welcome to Victorious Living with Pastor Charles Cowan. Today, Pastor Cowan shares part three of his series he's entitled, The Reward of Obedience. We invite you to stay tuned to today's program. If you can't, we invite you to visit our website at victoriousliving.org. There you'll find other audio and video resources to help you in your Christian walk. And now here's Pastor Cowan as he shares The Reward of Obedience. Now, I want to read to you out of 1 John chapter 1, verses 5. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. Obedience is the key to faith's authority. I, I've been stressing for myself, learning as much about it as, or reviewing myself in it, that we know, we know this, that uh, uh, walking in love is a key because if we don't walk in love, love or obedience to love, then we are then in disobedience to what love says. So our, our behavior is shaped around whichever one we believe the most. If we believe, if we believe you know, the word or if we believe or anti against the word, which uh, you know, a lot of the people in the world are for sure. So every act or thing that we do as a Christian, is an act of obedience to light or it's an act of obedience to darkness. We call it disobedience, uh, you know, uh, where, where our relationship with God is concerned. But let's read here in First John chapter 1, verse 5. This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light. Now, this next phrase here dispels everything uh, and or qualifies everything as to who's responsible for what. That God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So that being the case, then sickness, disease, infirmity, poverty, lack, Worry, care, selfishness, un unforgiveness, on and on we go. That cannot be a work of God. It says right here, it says, In him, and declare unto you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. So as we all have learned, no, God does not do bad things to people. God does not... Uh, just say, I'll put this on them to teach them. God doesn't do that. He doesn't say, oh, I'll just let them do whatever. He, he doesn't say any of those things because there is no darkness. There is no darkness in, in him. And then I read from Colossians chapter one, verse 13, says it this way. Who, talking about Jesus, who has delivered us, not going to, one day, but who has being what? A present tense word. He has, who has 
delivered us, who has already delivered us. I'm already delivered. The more I can learn about the deliverance that I receive through Christ, the better I'll be. And the more disobedient then is not certainly not in my favor for sure. Who has delivered us, who has delivered us from the power, which is the word for authority. Who has delivered us from the authority of darkness. So darkness, if I'm walking in the light, darkness can have no authority over me. Darkness cannot cannot take advantage of me when I'm walking in the light. So he has delivered us from the power or the authority of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. So then we have been translated. We have been moved from one position to the other. We were in the kingdom of darkness. We met Jesus. We received Jesus as a savior and God then translated us into his kingdom, which is the kingdom of light. It is the kingdom of everything that in this kingdom of light is everything that Jesus accomplished as he went to the cross. Everything is in this kingdom that he's delivered us into. Light, we are in the kingdom of light. But sometimes people think more darkness than they do light. But all the while being in the kingdom of light, in the kingdom of God, sometimes they're thinking, What's happening? Why, why would their mind be there? Why would my mind be there? Because we have an adversary who is the prince of the darkness that's still trying to influence my mind, trying to keep me from believing the light or everything about the light, some things about the light. So what's he doing? He's fighting my mind. He is, that's his first point of attack where the Christian or where any person, but where the Christian is concerned, the mind is the first point of attack. That's where he will attack you, me, the, the Christian. He will attack us in our mind first. And when he attacks it with thoughts and we leave those thoughts in there, then those thoughts begin to take root. And those, those thoughts of darkness will, will root down inside a person's mind. And if it's, they're left in there, then they'll come to the place they believe that. They will believe whatever it might be. They will believe that. And then somehow it gets, trans, it gets uh, all mixed up in here and say, well, it must be the will of God. I'm going through this, this season. God's testing and trying me. God never tests or tries me with what he has delivered me from. He will test and try my obedience to his word, but he's not going to test and try me with what he suffered for me. And if, if I had to suffer it, and if I have to suffer it, why did, why did Jesus have to do what he did? So we understand that, do we not? And so he has... He has uh, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us, changed us from one place to another. He has translated us into the kingdom of his son. Now we're in the world and we have been delivered from the power or the authority of darkness. And here he's talking to the people who of the Jewish religion that has blinded, where Satan has blinded the minds of those people 
where Jesus is concerned because they did not see him as the Messiah. So what did they do? They fought against him. They wanted to kill him. They hated him. So we're in the world, but we have been delivered from the power or the authority of darkness that is in the world in this period of time. Satan is real. Satan is real. Now here's the point. You don't want to become, we don't, do not want to become just uh, uh, our minds dwelling on whatever Satan is doing. But we do know that Satan is alive in the world today. He's here in this period of time and he's here to do you no good. He's here to do us no good. He is, he's the prince of the darkness and in that darkness we find everything that he has to give which is sickness and disease and poverty and worry and care and all of the things that we could mention. He's in the world as the prince of darkness, the head, the leader of the dark kingdom. And he is here then to do the work against us that he has in that kingdom. So sickness and disease is not a part. Amen. You know, there, there's been people I know in my case, and I'm sure people with much more notoriety than myself, but uh, people, people would say, well, this is God's manner or God's way of teaching me. He's, this is God's way of keeping me on the straight and the narrow. And see, that, that makes sense perhaps to the human mind sometimes, but it's, there is no spiritual truth in it. And so it's not making sense where God's word uh, is concerned. So Luke chapter 10, verse 19, we're talking about obedience is the key to faith authority. Faith will not work unless there's obedience to the word of God. That's just that simple. Faith does not work unless there is obedience to God's word. So I can't talk a lot of doubt and unbelief and then all of a sudden make a good confession and think God's going to change everything for me on the spot. That's not true. It doesn't work that way at all. It does, not, it does not work that way. There has to be a rooted and grounded understanding and belief of what Jesus came and what he did. It has to be rooted in your mind. And let a root go down deep in your mind. Well, how, how do you do that? You water, you water the word with the word and with, with, pray, with prayer and with thanksgiving until it is firmly rooted. Now, I was talking to a, uh, to a person just yesterday, and this person was a Catholic. And so, uh, uh, and, and she asked me what I did, and I told her I was a preacher. And so she said, well, I'm a Catholic. I said, well, we've got some Catholic over at our church. But I didn't get a chance to fish it all out. So, so in saying all of that, said now when I moved to, she was from uh, Peru. She was a Peruvian, and so uh, uh, when I talked a little further with her on it, on that, she said, when I moved to the states, the first thing my mama told me was, "Do not let anybody change your religion." And so I thought then, she said, I told mama that I was a Catholic and I'm going to always be a Catholic and ain't nobody going to change me from my position. And so she was staunch. 
she had a deep root of Catholicism down deep in her mind, in her thinking, and her mother was just seeing to it that she stayed true to it. But so if you let a root of unbelief, disbelief, whatever you have you want, or whatever word you want to leave, if you, if you have, whatever it might be, if you, if you let it get down in your mind and take root, that's how you're going to behave. All the while, you can be a Christian, but you're not obeying what you have a deep root against. And it's just that simple. Everybody understand that? All right. I want to make sure you understand what I'm saying. Luke 10, 19. Behold, or look. It's the word for look. Look, I give you power. Well, now God's told me what he's given me. Well, now you know God just doesn't understand my situation. I know he told me something he gave me, but I don't know where it's at. I don't know how to use it. You, you know, all kinds of thoughts come to your mind. And you know what we do when we don't understand it? Instead of trying, seeking the Lord for it, understanding it, we just pitch it aside. And then we try to get up, straddle our faith, get on the saddle of faith, get on our, our faith horse, and it doesn't work. And so we wonder why some people, I don't know about you, I'm just saying people wonder sometimes, well, how come? So I've, I've had people, not recently, not like in the last week or two or so, whatever, said, you know, I listened to that faith message. It's our hope that today's message, the reward of obedience, has ministered to you. We invite you to come visit us at our website, victoriousliving.org. There you'll find audio of today's sermon and different resources and materials that can help you in your Christian walk. If you would like to request a free CD copy of today's message, you can do that by calling 1-800-842-7896. Again, that number, 1-800-842-7896. If you would like to receive a free CD copy of today's message, please request Offer 46, today's special offer, 46. From Pastor Cowan and the congregation of Faith is the Victory Church, we'll be looking for you next time on Victorious Living.